Oh, we're recording now. Is it <laughs> that I just looked over? <laughs> Previously on FC Three Monkey Business, <laughs> but Picard, we have no idea if that'll affect us. I, never mind. We'll talk about that more in a moment, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. I don't okay. know. We might have started already. I, I, I guess. I guess that's a thing. I didn't <laughs> even do an intro today. That's kind of amazing. We're just kind of chatting away. Yeah. Well, last you know, week we didn't have a beginning break. <sighs> it's no, I, I'm I'm out of state, so I figure I'll throw things off a little bit here. You know, make it a little different. I'm in a state, state of confusion. Rochester, yeah. the city that's turning back into the old west. In in seven, three, four. This podcast has officially hit eighty-eight miles an hour. That's ridiculous. Why did I say that? I have no idea. I don't know. That's a good start to it. <laughs> From Rochester, the home of four people who would probably rather be in bed right now instead of talking about this nonsense, this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky and everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring Danny Trejo, starring Billy Anderson, starring Tanya, I can't think of a good celebrity with the last name, but anyway, and starring somebody who lost track of what the hell he was talking about 30 seconds ago. This Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, there we go, Christopher Lloyd. Great Scott! This podcast is already off to a very rough start. Heavy. <laughs> Heavy. Uh, how are you guys? Oh, I'm good. I'm actually in bed. You are? I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm sitting on my bed right now because okay, I have nowhere else works. to be. You're you're in, in Pencil Pennsylvania at the moment? Yep, yep, Pennsylvania where, here. And, where bridges uh, may be icy? Yes, bridges. Bridge, every bridge may be icy in Pennsylvania. <laughs> there are signs to prove it, too. Yes. <laughs> are you guys familiar with that concept at all? I think we noticed it on a road trip once a long time ago. Yeah, where basically, a road trip to D.C. We drove to yes, on a road trip to D.C., every every bridge, even if it was like over a small creek, yeah. there was a sign saying, bridge may be icy. And I'm like, somebody had a brother-in-law at the Department of Transportation sign-making department. That's all I have to say. Because it was ridiculous. It was hilarious. Every single bridge. It's like, okay, we get the picture here. You know, bridges, yeah. <laughs> bridges may be icy. You know, just give me one big sign when I enter the state. All bridges may be icy. Yeah, but yeah, but maybe if you're coming in from uh that you're already in the state. Maybe you're coming maybe you're you maybe you're coming into Pennsylvania from Colorado and you you're you're not no or or Texas. That's it. You're coming yeah. to Pennsylvania from Texas where bridges are not. And, and you missed the first hundred signs for the hundred bridges you exactly. went. Exactly. Exactly. The first bridge doesn't have a sign and you might slip. Hmm. <laughs> Even in the summer, it might be icy. Actually, I met somebody yesterday from Texas while I was golfing. I'm sorry. They're, no, they're up um, working on the um, gas pipeline in Scottsville. Oh, okay. For the next, like, several months. Cool. Hey, hey, Chris. Yes, sir. I ain't no corn binder. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were on that infamous road trip to, D- to D.C. Or was it to the Wendell Lancaster Festival? I don't remember. D.C. It doesn't matter. To D.C. But we had a CB in the in the, the whatever vehicle we were driving at the moment. Yeah, that's so we're listening. The, the Altima. Oh, was it the Altima? With a no, it wasn't the Altima. We had it in a van. No, because no, because this is on, this was on this was this was on the trip to to, to DC. We had the Altima. We had the CD CB well, with a giant with a giant panic button with with no <clears> with, well, I with, the with, panic bald, button. with bald tires. Yes, the bald tires were brutal. I I, do, I think we're mixing our our road trips up. But regardless, it of happens. That, there was a CB in the vehicle we were driving, mm-hmm. and we were listening to the chatter of the truckers as they were, you know, chatting back and forth, back and forth. And at one point, um, you hear some guys talking about some some road work or whatever, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm passing up some corn binder over here right now," and he's going like slower than molasses. And then you hear, "I ain't no corn binder," and we just <laughs> lost it. I mean, road fever was settling in at this point, so I think that magnified how funny that actually was. Mm. But. That was that was probably one of the, the lines that the, stuck the with CB us. was our entertainment because you know you didn't have cell phones and stuff <laughs> back then and everything and right or satellite radio yeah so you know, you know we, we had you get static station. every so often right yeah but it, it was it was entertaining let them eat static yes uh, but yeah it wound up being amusing as all hell and, and there are lines 
just like throwaway comments and stuff like that from that particular trip that have stuck with us for our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And they're all, and it's always funny. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so how long are you in Pennsylvania for? Uh, for the week. Okay. So. See, I'll tell you what. It, you know, we've commented on this in the past, uh, past couple of weeks where – you know, the pandemic did give us the ability to do what we do um, without needing to be in the same room anymore, you know? So right. we've, we, we're, like, kind of embracing technology all the more these days, and that that's, makes it fun. We can actually – we can record podcasts even when we are uh, – on Away on vacation kind of thing. In yeah. separate states. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. That is, I got to say that's kind of neat. It's nice having the ability. Right. Mm-hmm. And you sound great. Why, you thank know, you. You definitely sound like you're not on a telephone or anything, so that's yeah. kind of neat. Well, good, because I'm not on a telephone. He should be on his computer. Yeah. Well, get okay. off the computer and... I'm sitting on the bed. Yeah, sit on the bed instead. I'm not going <laughs> to sit on the computer. <laughs> and there's Dan's humor. I appreciate oh, it so much. <laughs> it's all mm. good stuff here. All right. So this week we are going to be discussing <clears throat> the the trilogy, the, the end of the trilogy of Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part Three. Um, I will say right from the outset of the conversation that I have a different opinion of Part Three that I did of Part Two, which I'm sure people will be pleased about. Mm-hmm. I think what it, you know when we talked about this a little bit before, well, while we were recording before we actually jumped into the Ernest uh, podcast itself. Um, you know, recording we all before the recording, yeah, yeah, before the <laughs> recording, before the recording, exactly. I think we've all acknowledged the fact that part two, it, it, it was messy because it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. All right, so we can go ahead and comment on this, that, and the other thing. But the long and the short of it is that, um, you know, in the final analysis, part two was the bridge between one and three, and that was its only. If it's a standalone movie, you have no damn. No, clue, it, it, right. it is, it is not. A, it, it could never be a standalone movie, right? One can be, three possibly could be, but two is in the middle. I, I think they do an okay <laughs> job of. Yeah, well, yeah, pardon that pun, right? <laughs> Go figure. Um, and I, I think part, I think part three, they did a little bit of work to try and kind of do catch up, set up in the first little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a standalone, I'm not sure if it's got the horsepower to be a standalone. No, it, it's more so than two, though. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so we're going to take a, a quick break. We're going to laugh at ourselves for our in- inanities. And, uh, and when we come back, we're going to sit down and have ourselves a proper chat about Back to the Future Part 3. A new fragrance from the line of the Mighty Monkey. Spoilers. When you want that little hint of adventure. Spoilers. When you know it's coming, but you're not sure after all. Spoilers. When your PSA makes no goddamn sense, but you're gonna go for it anyway. Spoilers. And on that happy and pious note, we have returned from break. <laughs> and what break it was. So, oh so that was the first observation Tanya made, and and it's, and, and we're going to fix that uh, or work on that. Is that uh, the clock? We never see the clock actually running. I don't think. Do we? No, no, because in 1955, it was hit by the. Well, in the first one, did before it before it gets hit by lightning. So before right, Mar- right. before Marty goes back. Or goes up, yeah, back to the future. Oh, okay, the first okay, time. all right. Fair, 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 fair. That, but that's the only time it's running. And they get it running for a little, like they they're, do the ceremonial starting of the clock mm-hmm. during part three. Yep. But you really don't see it fully. Not, not in the like, building and stuff. Not in no. the building, mounted up and whatnot. So, that poor clock. I know. But it was one, you know, one of those things that consistent through all the movies there. So I just want to point out that they go back uh, when because they do the setup, so they get they get started into the movie part three, and they re they uh, they reassert that Marty and Doc have been reunited. That and Doc is really kind of reacting weirdly to the fact that Marty is back a second time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he he seems to be panicking about it, like he doesn't believe it's happening, even though he just helped a time travel experiment come to fruition 
he's having a hard time dealing with the fact that somebody came back from from the future. There was a lot of yelling in these movies. Have you noticed that? A lot, a lot well, of yelling, told, a lot of screaming. Doc told him in the letter not to come back for him. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But he's back. So why would you overreact like that? I mean, get a little cranky, but he was fainting. I didn't. It just it didn't sit. I don't know. Anyway, so. They set up everything, and they find the DeLorean in an old cave, which I thought was great. The fact mm-hmm. that it lasted so long. I mean, you know, stainless steel, what are you going to do? The white wall tires that they put on it. The white wall tires were a great touch. <laughs> the car looked ridiculous. I thought that was, I was there for that. I was absolutely there for that. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, but, um, I think my only nitpick with mm-hmm. the... Uh, it, in this movie is that if Doc had been killed in 1885 to the point where they found his grave in 1955, shouldn't they, Doc already be dead? Well, you see what you're seeing is the time traveler paradox of things. So the Doc in 1955 is the genuine, we'll call him the prime one, right? So he's mm-hmm. the guy who was born in, in, in 30-something or whatever the case may be, and the one who will grow up to be you know, the doc in 85 that invents the machine. So the one, the one that died in the old West or quote unquote died, or that was set up in the beginning of the movie um, is the one that went back from 85. So that's, it's, it's basically, you're seeing the, our current doc, you know, the one that Marty first got to know, got to meet, you know, first went on his adventures with, you know, and, and, and the befriended. So the one that's in the past is actually the one older, from nine is yeah. older than the one in 55. So he's got this loop right now where he died before he was born, but it's all there. The loop kind of makes sense at the moment for, for people who are used to mm-hmm. time traveling stories like mm-hmm. I am, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I, I thought this movie was just really charming. Oh yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. It's funny. It's, it's this, a Western science fiction movie. Is it a precursor <laughs> to Firefly? <laughs> I, I don't know if I would go that no, far. No. Of course I wouldn't, but <laughs> just the whole Western sci-fi. Yeah, the Western sci-fi thing. vibe is it, that that speaks. That speaks definitely. I think the most important thing with these is they had a lot of fun with these movies. You know, yes. Two and three, both. I mean, they're just they were having fun. I think you know when when in, in number two when Marty was you know as his, when I, when Michael J. Fox went as Marty's kids. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, and then three, where they're just having you know the the crazy cowboy outfit they put Marty in. Yeah, you know, and, and, then, <laughs> and you knew it wasn't going to be treated well. It was going to be no. like quote unquote authentic, as and, it were. And, and then when they they were going back to eighteen eighty five, and he's you know going towards the the billboard of the Indians, it's just they won't exist in, when you go back. And then of course when he goes back, he goes right yeah, into it. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> he plows right into him. Now I you know it's funny I was making a comment to myself uh, while watching it. Um, that parts of this movie would not be able to be created the way they are. If this movie was being made today, this movie would not be able to get made the way it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, you know, the, the, oh, the Indians. It doesn't matter if it was culturally accurate that they called the Native Americans Indians back in the day. Somebody would get pissed off and they'd be like, nope, nope, we have to rewrite this part. And, yeah. It's, you know. Well, that's hard because they're doing it at that time. So mm-hmm. it's, but people, uh, okay, let's not get I'm into the feel like part of the world today. Right. Well, you know, and I'm glad we, we, you know, we're aware enough to have these conversations, but the long and the short of it is that, you you know, you, you look at how they, it would affect. There's a lot of movies that we loved from the 70s, 80s, and even 90s that just, they couldn't pull them off. They won't work today because of different, it, we, different sensibilities. Yeah. People's views have changed. Mm-hmm. And stuff, and, and some good, and some good, some maybe not as good, but there, it's you know we've mm-hmm. we've, we've everything change is constant. So there it is. Mm-hmm. That is accurate, right there. Change is constant. The only but anyways, back to the future. Back to the future. Part three. Um. <laughs> so, but I I like this one better because there's a st- a level of stability to the story. You know, he goes back to the old west and it stays there, mm-hmm. right? So there is, you know, everything is right there, and um, and 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 they stick with it, and they're able to build the story from scratch and kind of let it evolve. It's not this frantic. Well, we have to go to this time period. We have to go to this time period. We have to set this up. We have to set this. Oh, here's an in joke that we're going to need for later. You know, they were able to avoid a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. 
that one thing I, I liked about this franchise and maybe the first one, you think of that's one, the first Back to the Future is one of the few like true blockbusters that mm-hmm. was built out of like whole cloth all by itself. Wasn't based on a previous story. Wasn't based on uh, like a comic book or any or a novel or uh, wasn't a reboot of a, a previous movie. It was yeah. just its own thing, and they created its own whole story all by itself. Mm-hmm. It, 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 its own its own in uh, universe of sorts. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't even consider that. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. And and that adds to it because then, you know, we've we've talked about it on this very podcast over the years. You know, oh, Hollywood is out of ideas. Well, no, they had one for this one. There, there are some ideas, but there are definitely fewer. fewer and be, far between. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was just a uh, overall the whole trilogy. I think it was just a fun trilogy. They had it was it was fun. Yeah. I mean, if you look too deep in anything, you're gonna find problems and stuff and i definitely noticed some just some stuff during these these movies but but you know overall i, I think they were just a, a fun way and they, they handled it kind of uniquely especially like with two going back to the dance and weaving all that stuff in there mm-hmm. um and, and just how they tied all the movies together and you know the same characters biff and griff and whatever yeah. and, and buford buford mad and, dog yeah mad Nobody calls me Mad Dog. dog. That's one of that's one of the great running jokes, actually, in number three, where uh, Marty will use a current vernacular and Biff will just sort of like look at his guys and not know what he's talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stare like a you know like a like a stunned puppy dog. Like Like, wait, dance for me when he does the moonwalk. (laughs) He does the moonwalk. There were there were a lot of cute moments, and mm-hmm. I think that that made the whole thing a little more endearing. You get that, you get that uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court kind of vibe, right? Where the you know you're the man out of time. You know what other mm-hmm. cliche can I come up with? Um, you know they all fit really at, at this point, and and just the incongruities of the '80s sensibility plus Old West exposure. I, I love the ZZ Top cameo. Yes. yes. Now I looked closely. I don't think that was actually ZZ Top. No, it is. It is. It is, it is them. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely them. It did look like them. That's amazing. I it guess is. I'm used. To, I just I'm used to a certain. In fact, I, didn't, I didn't think Billy Gibbons was that rotund. In fact, the the uh, song they play at the carnival festival, whatever it is, it's, is the theme. Is the song that plays over the end credits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew they wrote, wrote it, and I knew they, they performed music for the, the soundtrack. It just when they made the actual reference, it just didn't look like the band to me. And I, I really looked hard because I, I thought that would be the, you know, the cameo. And I like the the cute little uh, thing where the they spin the instrument. Yep, that was, right. That was like great. They did in the videos. <laughs> yep, that, that was fun. Very clever. Like touch. Said, they had fun with these movies, which, which is what I loved. So yeah. <laughs> In fact, there's I I now that you mentioned I I read a story online because I was doing some research on on the bit when ZZ Top was there uh, filming their scene. There was like a break while they were doing a setup or lighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, Michael J. Fox asked if they could do I think it was Hey Good Looking, just play a song. Mm-hmm. And they did, and they wound up playing for like an hour. They were just having <laughs> fun. They did like an hour concert. And Nobody was worried about the schedule said, at the moment. Are, are, are we ready to start filming yet? And and uh, Zemeckis goes, yeah, we've been ready for a while. I just didn't want to stop the fun. <laughs> See, and you don't hear about that a lot on, on Hollywood movies. You know, they're, they're usually like, no, we're on a schedule. Let's get mm-hmm. to it. So the fact that they actually, you know, they were having a good time, not just on on screen, but off of it as well. That's mm-hmm. always kind of neat mm-hmm. to see stuff like that. Yeah, you you want that though when you're filming. I mean, I would think that most actors would want that when you're like filming and stuff like that to have fun, right? I mean, why else are they doing it if not to have fun? I mean, especially you're doing a comedy type of you know series like this. But either way, just enjoying well, those, what they're doing. You get those stories of the serious method actors who are yes. like deep into their parts. Christian Bale, I'm looking at you, and uh, you know if you break their vibe, they they end up like me after Tanya's interrupted me four times in a row. <laughs> or actually, Eric Stoltz, the original Marty McFly. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, you know, he was not the vibe they wanted. 
So yeah, it would have been might not have been a two and a three if he would have stayed in the the role there. Oh, I can I can almost believe it. <laughs> it sounded like you know the way Tanya was talking about the um, the trivia stuff and how they were talking about the the details of Eric Stoltz being there. It really felt like it was an entirely different movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think it's hilarious that we've mentioned her like three times and she hasn't said a damn thing yet. That's kind of weird. Is she still there? I don't know. Oh, e? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> we thought we lost you there for a moment. No, I'm just trying to figure out how many more times that you could say my name and uh, oh, things like that. Well, you're oh, Tanya. Tanya, 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 Tanya. <laughs> At this point, then, in the next break, Dan, you have to find... Um, Find a clip from the YouTube video, the Tanya song, where a guy basically just does that, you know, Tanya, 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 Tanya. <laughs> I don't think our listeners really want to hear that. I do. I'm a listener. I listen to our podcast, and I therefore, and that's something I want. So therefore, I'm requesting. Ha <laughs> ha. I'll see what I can do. Oh, brother. Oh, sister. <laughs> no, Dan. Yeah, no, you no, like no, guys he... are a state apart. Aren't thou? I don't know. What are we, what are we uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I am sweet and innocent. We're in a state, yeah. of, we're in a state of confusion. I think that's what we are. So we're in the oh, same always. state. Always. We are always in a state of confusion. Okay. So, um, so back to the movie. <laughs> back to the future. Back to the future. Um, Three. Now. All right, so we get there. He gets settled in. A lot of the hijinks ensues. You know, he gets made up, made fun of for his outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, Meet, he, meets uh, his great grand, great great whatever, great great grandfather with his hats. Yes, gotta have a hat. <laughs> Which that part was originally written for Crispin Glover, who once again decided, well, because they filmed two and three at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be in two, so they had a. Have uh, Michael J. Fox married to his future mom instead of Kristen Glover? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I picked up on that. I'm like, wait, yeah, <laughs> wait, huh? <laughs> like, what's going on here? And then I realized that you know it was probably like Billy was saying, this is mm-hmm. there's going to be some jiggery pokery there because it was probably meant for him. Yeah, but I you know casting casting is everything and you gotta you gotta know the actor their vibe you gotta mm-hmm. you know know who they are as a person and and uh, it made sense because in the first movie uh, you know George was so awkward mm-hmm. so Crispin Glover being so awkward really makes it work <laughs> yeah you know. But uh, but having Crispin Glover on on staff for future for future movies didn't work so well. Yeah, I remember you know, on tangent um, <clears throat> when he was uh, in when Crispin Glover was in that Charlie's Angels movie. Mm-hmm. The, the creepy thin man yep. was all they ever called him, and yes. and it was just it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was creepy, and it was creepy. <laughs> yeah. It was really uncomfortable. I'm like, wow, what is what is going on with this guy? Right. Uh, he played he played a creepy thin man well, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, no typecasting. <laughs> no typecasting yeah. at all. Yeah. Of course not. Anyway. All right. So he's in town, he's reunited with Doc. We know it's our doc for a change of pace, not the the doc who's trying to keep uh, catch up in the in the 1950s but the mm-hmm. the 1980s the doc who started everything in the first place you want to make a giant giant ice cube maker yeah <laughs> for one solid ice cube <laughs> oh and the water was nasty yeah. oh yeah oh geez <sighs> it was well water you know there you have it yeah and and uh and there was no anderson water systems back no, in the day. And, and this is why we don't drink my parents water even after the the uh, Culligan uh, water mm-hmm. softener system, mm-hmm. we don't do that. It's yucky. Not as yucky as the water they showed there. No, <laughs> mm, it was initially. Do you think had... it was? Do you really think it was as bad as it was back in the day, or was it just a, a sight gag for the movie? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I'd hope it wasn't that bad. I mean, that was just yuck. Yeah, I, I hope at least it was somewhat clear, and you know, there must be some sh- streams around somewhere, or well, you know, wells that mm-hmm. 
aren't that polluted, I would think, but I don't know. I, mean, I wasn't there. That's true. Well, you know, we got to get back to work on the DeLorean. Yeah. Or the rabbit. Do you think DeLorean... Or a TARDIS. Could, what would happen to the DeLorean company if they, they, this movie wasn't made? <laughs> I think it was still doomed to begin with. Yeah. I, I think DeLorean, was, was it already collapsed at that point? I, I, it might have been... I think that was part of the joke, wasn't it? Yeah, I think part of the, the humor of it is the fact that the DeLorean company had already kind of collapsed by that point. Where's where's my um where's my research people here? Hang on. Hold on. Because they're they're it's coming back or it's coming back now. Kind of because you know the nostalgia, the nostalgia kick. DeLorean Motor Company, mm-hmm. founded October twenty fourth, nineteen seventy five, defunct nineteen eighty two. So okay. yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. long gone by the time part three was made. Okay. Oh, here's here's a little something I wanted to throw in that I got a kick out of. Um, when Marty and 1955 Doc get the DeLorean in the white wall tires and the mm-hmm. um, you know, the transistor tube, the vacuum tube uh, <laughs> circuit there. Big giant the thing hood. there, geez, yeah. <clears throat> the microchip that he held in his fingertips was now a hood ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, what did they set the, 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 the timer to? They went back to September 2nd, 1885. <laughs> your birthday. Gee, your birthday. My, my birthday. Now, <clears throat> that in and of itself was entertaining to me. But the um, the best part is the day they go back is October twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five, and that's my mom's birthday. <laughs> and I'm looking for the entire time. I'm looking for references to December 29th. If they can get my dad in there somewhere, then I had the trifecta. <laughs> you know? well, that's impressive to have both years there. I mean, come on. I know that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, October twenty seventh and and September second were featured in Back mm-hmm. to the Future three. So I'm going to pat myself on the shoulder. There you for go. That one. Yay. I, I don't see I don't see very much November first anywhere, so yeah. <laughs> right around Halloween typically, when you see the Halloween movies, I think they defeated Michael Myers on All Saints Day once. Mm, okay. Or was it Jason? Who was in the Holly- Halloween movie? I don't know. Halloween <laughs> is is hold on. Michael Myers, I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. Friday Friday the thirteenth is Jason, yeah. Okay. So yes. So there you have it. Um yeah. My my question is, or something mm-hmm. that they could have done to confuse the whole time thing even more, mm-hmm. when they need a gas and realize they couldn't get it going without gas, they could have sent another letter to be waiting for 1955 Marty. Yeah, yeah, hmm. but then they wouldn't have had the um, they wouldn't the have train. the run up to the train scene. Yeah, really, when it comes down to it. Wait, but, but yeah, that would have because because um. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure did that really well, oh, yeah. where they, you know, where they kind of like, and then I'm going to remind myself to go back in time <laughs> and do this, and suddenly the thing was there, and they're like, oh, okay. Should we do the Bill and Ted series, not one of the next ones? <laughs> I absolutely think so. Especially, I, n- I never got a chance to watch the third one, so that would be a good impetus to. Uh, oh to yeah, me neither. Excellent. Me neither. So uh, I don't know if our next one will be Bill and Ted, but, no, but one, one, one of the future ones, yeah. Yeah, one of the future ones will be Bill and Ted. But back to the future. Now, I, I thought <laughs> Mary Steenburgen was excellent. That's Clara. Oh, she always is. Mm-hmm. She's know, always. I she's love that woman. Like she's 14, amazing. 15 years younger than Christopher Lloyd, mm-hmm. who looks it. Yeah. But it, it, she's delightful. Mm-hmm. Right. And she I plays guess, the the naive part really well. Yeah. And I think it's funny that when you think about it, she she's married to Ted Danson in real life. Yes. And ha- has a screen romance with Christopher Lloyd. So how many more people from Taxi can she work her way through? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So, somebody called DeVito. Tony Danza. Tony Danza, Hirsch. Um. Um. <laughs> and then the controversial Mary Lou Henner scene. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. I'm there for that, sort of. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny though that's a great observation mm-hmm. what, what did I just read about the, oh Mary Lou Henner Mary Lou Henner uh, Mary Steenburgen was like the the uh, directors and producers only choice that's who they wanted and her the beginning. kids wanted her to do the movie because they love the other two so much hmm. okay you know, you hear that a lot where her, the children are the deciding factor of whether the adult actor gets involved in a particular project. Like um, like Richard Harris, 
he took on Dumbledore because his grandkids were like, yes, you have to do this. It'll be amazing. And then he asked his, his agent, how do I get out of this contract? And the agent said, well, die. And so he did. <laughs> well, oh, that took a turn. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, on that note, I'll uh, jump into some trivia. Okay, trivia. Yay. Okay. Saves the day. So we were talking about the clock. In uh-huh. the 1004 time or whatever. It says, before the new courthouse clock is reset to 8 o'clock, ready for its eight, official 8 o'clock start, it can mm-hmm. be seen behind Doc and Marty when they're looking at the map of the ravine where it reads 1004, the precise mm-hmm. time in the future where it's destined to stop. Oh. Um, the other thing it said um, that the when they take the picture... Um, Doc and Marty have their picture taken at 8.08 p.m. It's mm-hmm. possibly a reference to the 88 miles an hour per speed okay. that DeLorean must reach before it can travel through time. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only film in the trilogy where Marty and Doc Brown exchange cat- catchphrases. Marty says, great Scott, and Doc right. Brown replies, yes, this is heavy. Yes. When I was talking about the tombstone photo. Yep, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I, and I did, I did mark that in my head. That was good stuff. Um, the location of 1885 Hill Valley was the same one used for Clint Eastwood's Pale Rider, 1985. Ironically, that film was knocked off the number one slot at the box office in 1985 by Back to the Future in 1985. My name is Clint Eastwood. Yeah. What kind of silly name is that? <laughs> Eastwood Ravine. A piece of casting that almost happened but didn't. Ronald Reagan playing the mayor yes. back in 1885. No. Oh, that would have been amazing. Because wow. he used to do a lot of westerns when he was a movie yep. star. Mm-hmm. Right. And they name-checked him in the first one. Yes. Where, mm-hmm. uh, the, where he says Ronald Reagan's the, the president. and Oh, and who's the first lady, Gene Wyman? He was, in the, second, he was in the second one, too. Second one in Cafe mm-hmm. 80s. Yep. He was the Max oh. Headroom-looking yep. thing. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. That's a good point. That would have been awesome if we made it in the third one. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> um, I did see that uh, Michael Winslow um, did the sound effects for uh, Marty's feet doing the um, uh, moonwalk. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Talk about having a well-known Foley artist. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that. Oh, there it is. Yep, during the break or during the break dancing sequence. Uh, let's we see. gotta get him we gotta get him to FC three. <laughs> I know, he'd be amazing. It was so much fun to meet him that one time. I know that was mm-hmm. un- it's unexpected. <laughs> Sneak him in. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. That's how we're introducing him in this panel. We'll do a reenactment of the time we snuck him into the other convention. <laughs> Here, we'll put one of our lanyards on him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, the scene where Michael J. where uh, Marty almost got choked. Or oh, he really hanging? did get choked. Yeah, he uh, yep Turned became unconscious. Oh, wow. Yep. So it was a failed stunt that almost killed a guy. Yep. Yeah. Wow. There's there's quite a few of those resplendent throughout Hollywood history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint uh, Eastwood was asked for permission about his name being used for Marty in the film. He consented. It was said to be tickled by the homage. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's awesome, yeah. That's cool. It's always good when people have a sense of humor about themselves. You know? Right. It's the people who don't. are like, oh, why not? Come on. I know. Seriously, it's just simple things. What are you, what are you worried about? You know? Yeah. Uh, there's the one So we see we see the fruition of all the things they set up in in part two. Mm-hmm. You know his ability to shoot. You know they they touch that. Um, you know the references to Buford, the whole boilerplate. You know thing um, because you see Biff watching the the Clint Eastwood movie in in nineteen fifty something, and then it comes around or was it? I don't remember 85. what it was. Yeah, it was the eighty five. Uh, yeah. Okay, and and then you see it come around in um, you know in the gunfight. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and the, and the eventual climactic fight of the film, yep. uh, and and there's, so there's lots of little references that all kind of come to fruition. And and I know it was probably easier because like we've said on several occasions, they're making parts two and three at the same time, mm-hmm. so that continuity is easy to kind of keep track of for them. 
You know, they're like, okay, we just filmed that scene yesterday, so we got to make sure to set up, do the setup scene for this movie today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says the scene where Marty and Jennifer kiss on the porch was the only scene shot while Back to the Future Two was being made. Okay. okay. That way, they didn't need Elizabeth Shue at all during the shooting of uh, Back, Back to, to the, the Future Three. Right. So that's economy there. I need it at the end. That was the scene oh, that yeah, was shot during. So she was not around for the shooting of any any of three. They they did her her number three scenes while they were finishing up number. Oh uh, no! Um, the mm-hmm. only no the only scene oh, was them that. kissing was one Back to the Future two was being made. That was the only uh, one for three that was made when two has was done, and then. Then there's the little blooper that became famous uh, at the end of Back to the Future 3 where Jules or Vern, I forget which one, is looking straight at the camera and pointing towards his crotch because he has to pee. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I never noticed that. (laughs) That's probably why they left it in. It's it's inconsequential unless you're looking for it. (laughs) That's funny. I I didn't notice that. I'll have to look. But yeah, that's funny. But I, I did, I did almost cry when you know the train hit the, hit the DeLorean. Right. Oh, I know because <laughs> I had forgotten. It's been so long since I've uh, seen this movie that I had totally forgotten. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming, but still. <laughs> well, they wanted to make sure it was uh, no yeah. longer a usable item. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some assembly required. And now, here's here's me looking at it from the aspect of having watched so many different this technology cannot fall into the wrong hands stories. Is I'm like, all right, well, you got to pick up the computer. You got to at least get the flux capacitor. Get that out of there. So when people come to clean up the debris, yeah. <laughs> you know, get, get the Mr. Fusion. I mean, come on. Get the Mr. Fusion. Come on. What the hell, dude? Right. Yeah, I, I, did, I did question that myself, too. Why did you leave all those pieces around? You know, I would have. Right. Because because at this point we're no longer allowed to just enjoy a film. We have, a, you know, Tanya's always talking about you know check your brain at the door. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time doing that now. Yeah, I, I know too much. I, I do and I don't. You know, I, I do so I can enjoy it, but I still do question it. But I don't let it. Mm-hmm. I don't let it ruin my enjoyment of it. Right. If there is enjoyment, you know, of, of things. But, but yeah, I still said, why don't you get those pieces in my head? <laughs> I was going, no, the car! Take the Lexus plate at least. <laughs> I know, it's a souvenir. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, uh, yeah. And once again, the uh, the sort of great uh, unspoken character, the score. The score for the movie is fantastic. Yeah, really? we've, we've talked about that often yeah. where music makes... The movie. I mean, we talked about it in Star Wars with John Williams. We wonder even Star Wars would have been as popular as it was without the soundtrack. And and it does. It has that that feel, you know. And you're used to the theme song now, so or you know the theme melody, and it just makes it so much better. So I agree with you on that one. Though. Music music brings the emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've seen things where people like strip the music out of like movies and shows and stuff, and and you watch it like, ugh. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not even it, the same thing. Really. It becomes yeah. unwatchable almost. It's like, yeah. wait, I'm missing something here. Very important. Yeah, it's always there, but you don't always notice it. But it's there. You don't consciously notice it, but you're subconsciously. It's it's part of it, though. So yeah. And did you notice that the uh, scene where uh, at the festival where Mad Dog grabs? Clara to dance with her looks a lot like Biff grabbing. Um, it did, um, didn't it? Okay, thank you. There's a connection the, uh, I was trying to make and I couldn't figure it out. Enchantment under the sea dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost the exact same sort of body language and yeah. dialogue. I'm sure that was on purpose too. Yeah. A good point. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I knew it looked familiar. I, it, it, you know what I was thinking is, as a matter of fact, the the thought that popped into my head was it was very much like the 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 motion and the body language of of the first the Michael Keaton Batman where Joker grabs Vicky Vale. 
Mm. Oh. And that's that's that flopping around like a rag doll. And mm. I think the movies are almost contemporary to each other, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Batman came out in '89. So. Right. So yeah. I, you know, there that was a connection that I was making, but you mm. make a much better one. That's that's definitely more accurate. Where it kind of gives a full circle of the actual, you know, franchise. So I like that one better. But I, I was having a hard time with it because I was watching it. And I'm like, this looks familiar, and I cannot place why. Mm-hmm. And then Billy nailed it. And I yeah, it that's that. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't pick up on that. If I, yeah, and actually, one piece of trivia that I'd never noticed till I, I read it online. If you notice the uh, Marshall Strickland's deputy arrests Mad Dog at the end of the movie mm-hmm. because in an un in a scene that wound up not making the final cut, Mad Dog kills Marshall Strickland. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when the deputy is reading the charges, they had to cut to a shot of uh, Marty and, and uh, Doc Brown because okay. the original line had him being arrested for the murder of Marshall Strickland. All um, right. That that's interesting because I did wonder about that when I saw the second Marshall show up. I'm like, well, where'd Strickland go? Because I think that would have been more kind of in tune with the flow of the story. Yeah. But they <laughs> thought it'd be too dark for the feel of that movie, so they decided yeah. to get away with with Mad Dog killing the Marshall. Yeah, it wasn't necessary to kill the Marshall. So yeah, that was. Hmm. Huh. Well, go figure that one. I do like the fact that they gave Strickland that scene where he's talking to his son. And so you see the the wisdom of the Stricklands being handed down from generation to generation about discipline and order and slackers and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, you can almost see how it's being, you know, that like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's every, all, everybody's going to have their part to play in the, um, you know, in Hill Valley of the, of our present, their future. So it's, I thought that was interesting at least. But I didn't. They shouldn't have cut that scene. That would have been interesting to see for the story's sake. I wonder if it's. I have the DVD box set. I wonder if it's on there. I haven't looked at the box set in a long time. So might be on YouTube somewhere too. If it's a deleted yeah. scene, it's interesting. It would have. It would have opened up more questions as far as what. What would that have changed this future? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Strickland was such a strong force in the. Uh, so yeah, how, yeah, how would that would have changed things? I don't know. That would have, that would have almost created more loops in. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Not more. Oh well. So if you were actually, I know the answer to this from Chris. Mm-hmm. How would you rate one, two, and three like in order of? preference like best or worst one is always the i mean pretty yeah, much yeah. One, one is the perfect movie i think yeah right it is because it, it, it is potentially self-contained even mm-hmm. with the the cliffhanger kind of reference be, at the yeah. End. It's, yeah it's not really necessary for it to to be anything more than it than it was mm-hmm. um so you guys are what i somebody had already answered i thought no. Did they hear that? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm voting for one, three, two. That would be the same. Yeah. I mean, probably this one overall, was definitely yeah. more fun than two. Mm-hmm. And and I would not. I would put three like right under. I mean, it would not like you know one and then many many votes later three and then definitely far away two. Um, you know, three was de- it was a lot of fun. It was like like uh, like Billy has said, it's charming. There there's a certain kind of flow and a rhythm to it and and there's a lot of fun little nuances to it now that you're invested in the franchise you see this stuff like they spent the first two movies focusing on marty and his family this one was doc brown's movie right and i did like that little touch Mm -hmm. of that you know that he got his opportunity to have his romance and to you know have his moment and 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 pass out a shot of whiskey and have a family you know have his happily ever after you know you're you're not just invested in marty and and marty being successful but you want to make sure doc is all right too and and he gets his due and i think that's great yeah the time traveling train the train (laughs) (laughs) the train that's Uh, that's crazy how did, he, did he do that from, from the hoverboard there? I don't know. 
I, you know, I, I, I thought about that myself. I mean, he was given at least that much technology, so at least it gave him a roadmap of how to work, you know, the repulsor lifts and stuff like that. And then, of course, he built the, the DeLorean in the first place, so he would remember right. what he did. You know, it's so just, just building on that. Adapting the 1800 technology, the 1880s technology to that, though. Yeah. And that's, but you see the time passing for Doc because, mm -hmm. you know, as it was only, you know, a day or so for Marty to figure out, or an hour or two for Marty to figure it all out. Um, you know, Doc, you see the, the children, you see all this, yeah. you see the signs there. It, he it's had been many here. years, yeah. You know, and he had the groundwork of, of understanding mm. and knowledge. Right. You know, he could he could translate the 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 fight out trip fight fight out chip to you know nineteen fifty five technology with mm -hmm. the giant tubes and everything. So yeah, why not after ten years be able to build a a steampunk <laughs> a steampunk DeLorean? Uh, you know, essentially. Yeah. A steampunk steam engine. There it is. We don't a see train. any replicas of those around. I mean, come on, you got DeLoreans all over the place, but now no trains. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My, my favorite is when people are like, oh, look, the time traveler convention, and it's basically a parking lot full of DeLoreans and a TARDIS sitting in the corner. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. But I, I, I like this series as a whole. I can't, I don't want to, I can't watch just one movie. I, I usually have to watch it all the way through. I know oh, it too. is very iconic. Because it's just, it, it all works. It's all intertwined a lot, and it works well together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean mm -hmm. if I if I had to stop at one, I could you know, I'd be stop at one and be happy. But usually, I would never stop at two. I have to go all the way through, and it's, just, it's to me, it's just it's a good trilogy that's really tied. They tied it tight together for me, so it's I thought it was kind of unique in that way. Okay, if they had to make or not, let's say it was announced they're making a ten episode Netflix series. Reboot of Back to the Future. Are you yay or nay? With it, like a new cast. Uh, I'm never going to say nay be until I see what they do with it. Because there's sometimes they they might surprise. Like the Battlestar Galactica reboot. That that surprised me that I liked it as much as I did. Because I love I loved yeah, the original. Absolutely. But they did a phenomenal job with that. So, But there have also been some reboots that have made you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's really hard to say. But, you know, the. I'm hoping if they, you know, if they did go that way, then they you know, do it right. But and would you but, be excited to hear about it? it so you read the announcement on. I, I'd hate to. I'd hate for it to be a reboot. I, I wouldn't mind it being if they wanted a to try to do a continuation of the story, like the Doc's Kids or something like that. Um, I I would be. I wouldn't want. I I couldn't see recasting Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see recasting Doc Brown. I couldn't. I, it just wouldn't work. You know, they're, they're too. They came, became too iconic character. I could see them continuing potentially. Mm -hmm. My concern with that idea would stem from the fact that in this day and age, everything has to be a gritty reboot. Everything has to have more realism, more edge, more this, more that, because that's what people are responding to in this current mm -hmm. tide of of entertainment. And I don't see. Back to the Future, as lighthearted and as fun as it is, translating successfully into gritty, edgy, darker, you know, kind of a thing. I mean, you can create a whole new series about time travelers. God knows we've, we've done millions of them at this point. You know, everybody wants to be Doctor Who. Everybody wants to be, you know, Back to the Future, Star Trek, whatever the case may be. There's always some sort of time travel aspect to these stories these days. And, and so you can go ahead and do a time travel series that is loosely kind of inspired by, but a Back to the Future reboot, I'd be, I, I don't know, I, I think, leave it alone. Yeah. It's not necessary. It doesn't, doesn't mean people won't try it, but it, it's not necessary. But right. And considering Christopher Lloyd's age and Michael J. Fox's health issues. Correct. You know, I, I'd wonder, did Michael J. Fox and... Tracy Pollan, his wife, ever have a kid? Yeah, they have two daughters. Yeah, they have kids. I wonder if you have offspring, if they're actors. They may not, probably aren't. I'd, you'd think you'd hear about I it. I think they're still they young yet. I think they're teenagers. Yeah. I remember, cause I, and I'm only thinking it because I saw pictures recently. Uh, you know, they were talking celebrities and their families. It was one of those little surveys that you see on Facebook every so often. I'm just like, hey, what are they up to? And sure enough, there was Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pollan and, and their two girls. And they looked like high school girls, yeah. high school kids. Hmm. So, 
No. I just saw Christopher Lloyd in a movie recently. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, movie recommendation. Nobody. It's an action movie, revenge movie, but really, really good. Okay. For Lloyd plays the main character's father. Huh. Okay. okay. Michael J. Fox's son, Sam Michael Fox, is oh. an actor. He's okay. 32. Um, oh, I've seen him in something. I, I, yeah. I, Akina, do they, am I right about the two daughters, at least? Akina is 26. Uh-huh. Um, daughter. Esme is 19. And Skyler is 26. Wow, so they've been got four kids. Okay, Akina and Skyler—they're both twenty February fifteenth. Oh, they they are twins. twins. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. You figure uh, Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pollan met on uh, Family. Oh yeah, they've been together mm -hmm. for ages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're one of the the great stories of like you know right up there with uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, the yeah. great stories mm -hmm. of Hollywood stars that have been successful in their their mm -hmm. relationships. Esme is a professional travel journalist who grew up in the UK, the Philippines, and Uganda. Wow. Hmm. She's only 19. That's a well-traveled family. Well, now have her travel to the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, to answer the question, though, I'm going to say no. I wouldn't want to see Back to the Future redone. No, I mean... If they went for it, I'd try to watch it, no matter what it is, because it just. It's, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't want it to happen. But if it did, I'd the only, try to go into the open mind. Now that I'm thinking about it, the only way I would want to see it done is if it was like, um, like a kids movie, like a Disney Plus kind of a thing, where you know maybe a kids series, but set for teenagers, and so you get your educational historical component in. So it's it's them. And there's maybe the kids, like you were saying, Billy, and some hijinks mm -hmm. involved, but nothing as as convoluted as the three movies were. But you know, they're mm -hmm. intentionally, you know, they set this up. It's recapturing, but you know, there. Mm -hmm. you, if you keep it in the young adult, you know, or teenager, adolescent kind of time frame, then you, you're going to take a lot of the the quote unquote risks out of it. I suppose mm -hmm. is a better, the best way to describe it. But I don't see it as in a you know a, a full on thing. Yeah. Let's not do it, Hollywood. Let's, let's yeah, leave it, Hollywood leave it like it is. A, yeah, Hollywood can come up with some better ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although you bringing that up for some reason makes me want to watch the Indiana Jones Chronicles or Young <laughs> Indiana Jones because that was very uh, educational. Yep, that's valid. I like that idea. I haven't watched that show in ages. No. I don't think I ever watched it. Oh, it yeah, me neither. Not bad at all. Okay. I think you'd enjoy that. There's a lot of stuff out there. Tons. Gobs. In fact, the new Space Jam comes out, I think, next week. Really? And it looks terrible. Well, yeah, it's a Space Jam. They're supposed to be. They're not Oscar-winning movies. <laughs> well, it's, you, know, you had the first one on the Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan, and it was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But the the new one just looks. I've seen commercials or you know ads for it, and it. I don't like the animation style, and hmm. yeah, and I don't know. But well, it's also I'm pretty sure that the movie has been kind of castrated from you know the vibe of the original mm -hmm. one. You know, mm -hmm. so you're going to see. Oh, we have to be. This is this is like we were talking about. You know, the whole politically correct aspect of it, and and. Um, in throttling back to making sure you're protecting people's sensibilities and things like that. You're, you're going to see a movie that is inspired by one that made jokes that the other one will, will be afraid to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, will Mel Brooks ever make another movie because his, his humor is, uh, a... <laughs> well, Mel Brooks is also 95. So yeah, the that he's going to be able to come together with a, with a movie at this point. It's going to be a challenge to begin <laughs> with. But that take that uh, no, but his type of movies would not. His be His type made of movies are not capable of being made anymore. Yeah. I don't think. If they do, they would really have to be completely over the top just to try to quote unquote justify it. I suppose. Mm -hmm. But he did it with such intelligence, and I think yeah. 
we need to be talking about Mel Brooks movies in a future series as well. I mean, he's mm-hmm. made so many, but if we'll we'll pick three and just say it's the the Mel Brooks okay. sequence kind of thing. Yeah. Well, one's got to be Spaceballs. Of course. Absolutely. Well, haven't we done Spaceballs before? I don't think so. No, we haven't touched Spaceballs, Spaceballs. Blazing Saddles, and uh, History Young of the Frankenstein, One. and <laughs> Silent Movie, and. The producers, the producers, Yellowbeard, and producers, and yeah, I've seen Yellowbeard. I've seen Spaceballs. I think that's about it. And Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Uh-huh. Oh, yep, I've seen yeah, that one. We gotta do that one. Absolutely. We're so we'll, we'll work on that. We're men in tights, tight, tights. What do we want to do? Well, you know what? I tell you what. I think I we've get- we've run the course on this particular movie at this point. We've talked about everything we could think of on this one so far. Mm-hmm. Unless you guys have other points you want to make about Back to the Future Three. Nope. All right, so let's let's close that conversation, take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hypothesize what we want to do next, and we'll hit our question of the week. So we're back from break in um, in 12, 11, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Dan had already pushed record again. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I had to right. push for it before because I never know what he's going to do in a countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, is he unpredictable in that regard? He can predict the fact <laughs> that I'm going to be unpredictable. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. So where are we going from here? Yes, we've done the Star Wars original trilogy. We've done Back to the Future trilogy. Do we want to keep with trilogies, or do we want to do a one-off? Do we have like a, I'll make a two movies? Well, we're going in, the- in the summer. I mean, what what are how are summer we- blockbuster movies? Oh, get out of my head, Christopher! I just had summer blockbusters. That same phrase go right through my brain when you said that. We've been friends for a very long time, so I we know. can each other's thoughts. Tell you. So, so maybe what blockbusters we're gonna do. Independence Day. <gasps> I love that movie. That's per- appropriate for today. There mm-hmm. you go. We are recording, recording on, on Independence on- Day. Yes. yes. Have you seen the new uh, Bill Pullman uh, commercial? No, I haven't. It's for Budweiser. He does a, a new uh, presidential speech. Oh, does he really? Yep. Bud. Wise, it's not the frogs. <laughs> Budweiser made some memorable commercials. Come on, um, yeah, no okay. kidding. Independence Day. What else? Uh, Independence Day. What are some of the other big blockbuster th- movies? Blockbusters. Yeah, Men in Black. Well, the the original <laughs> was Jaws. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a no from time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch Jaws. Nom, 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 nom. If I have to, I will, but I won't like it. (laughs) Well, consider it Billy's revenge for Legally Blonde. No, I... (laughs) Secretly, he liked it. (laughs) Because his wife loves it. (laughs) Yeah, Susan loves it, but... Uh, Spider-Man is on the list. Die Hard is apparently was a summer blockbuster movie. Was it? It's a Christmas <laughs> movie, damn it! I know, seriously. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all typey time of year. It's a thirty best summer blockbuster movies of all time for on on Entertainment Weekly's website. Rambo: First Blood Part Two is on the list. Next slide. There's something about Mary. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <gasps> Yay! I am um, group. Advertisement. Sorry. It's moving on. Shrek. Shrek. Inception. I love Shrek. Inception was a good Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Gladiator was a great freaking movie. Independence Day, which we just talked about. Toy Story 3. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Fantastic movie. There's a I love that movie. Talk about. All right, so let's, let's come up with some names and we can come off, with them off the air and then we'll... Uh... And we'll surprise them. That. Yeah. So we don't Back know. to the Future was a summer blockbuster, July third, nineteen eighty-five. There you go. So, all right. We already all talked right. about that one. I know. E.T. Dark Knight, Jurassic Park. E. All right. Oh, so here, one. 
you're listening to the podcast. You tell us what you think. We're talking about summer blockbuster movies, and we're going to have this discussion. This podcast is going to come out on Wednesday, so let's get your opinions and see what you think about it. You know, John, James, Elizabeth, guys, uh, you guys start telling us what you think we should be talking about. Let's wrap up here. Okay. Have we done question 93? No, we haven't. If you had to get rid of a holiday, which would you get rid of and why? Hmm. Ironically, I think mine is 4th of July because I hate everybody in the neighborhood with their fireworks. Although it might not stop at getting rid of the holidays. So. Hmm. And I do have a uh, fun picnic to go to later. So what holiday? I would a- say Columbus Day. Yeah, that's a good one. I like the day off, but eh. I never, I never get the day off for that. <laughs> you forget I'm a teacher. Yes, you're a teacher. But um, I would say Columbus Day. Do we lose Chris? It's been quiet. Did we lose him? Oh, this goddamn thing! Oh, <sighs> I guess not. I'm here. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, Juno decided to try to jump up on my lap, and she hit the mute button on me. Oh. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> I said, Chris doesn't usually quiet that long. I hope he's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> he was Should taking I a check p- on him. Welfare check. You're going. And I, you know, it was funny. I was agreeing with Tanya. I'm like, yeah, Columbus Day. We should probably get rid of that one. That's been a big thing lately. And and you guys are just talking over me. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, Dan says. Where's, where's Chris? And I'm like, I'm talking to you, you moron. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not a moron. I'm a lesson. I'll let that be a lesson yeah. to you. Ooh, baby. Um, <laughs> no, that was my fault anyway. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I agree with Tanya on the whole get rid of Columbus yeah. Day. And, and, you know, especially with the the, the, the political trends and, and people talking about it lately. I would replace it with Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm all about that. I think that's a great idea. Um, I would also get rid of Arbor Day. I would get rid of... Um, National Fondue Day. I think that's a waste of time. <laughs> Ooh, National Ice Cream Day was the other day. I'm not getting rid of that keep one. That no, one I'm keeping. Yeah, we keep that one. That was Friday. Uh-huh. Or at least one of the National Ice Cream Days or whatever. Can I just... I'm, I'm going to, you know, maybe slightly controversial take. I would get rid of Father's Day. It's so... It shouldn't turn it into, the, like, like a, a parent's day. We're so the, after the... You know, it, dads are so afterthought, and and most of us are okay with it. You know, it's it's like my Father's Day. The kids kind of, you know, one lives with me. The other one called me up and said, "I want to see you. Come on over." So I visited for a little bit, and you know that and that was cool. But for the most part, my dad and I are like, "Hey, Happy Father's Day! Yeah, whatever. What are you doing this week? Yeah. You know, we just brush it over." Yeah. Well, then you came gaming. I like the parents' came day. Gaming. We, we we just you know we don't need parents and we don't need a grandparents day we don't need you know your uncle's day whatever you know you just you should revere your family every day you don't need a special day for it yeah a lot of them are just hallmark holidays in order to Mm -hmm. sell like a five dollar 99 cent card right which cost them 25 cents to make oh i got graduation cards the other day and i'm just like oh my god like the card costs a quarter of what i was going to put in like money wise i was an arm and a leg I put more money in it than that, but still going to target. It was like for like the simplest card, it was $3 and 99 cents. I'm like, really? Have I just gotten old and cheap in regards to that? No. No, January 2nd is science fiction day. (laughs) I don't know. It's all in the past. (laughs) Old rock day. (laughs) January 16th is nothing day. That's nice. Well, good. Leave it, leave it that way. (laughs) So tell us which holiday you would get rid of. Yes, I'm talking to you, the one listening to this podcast right now. We want your input. So what holiday would you get rid of? And um, and what movies do you think we should be getting ready to talk about in the near future? So we want your input. Tell us what you think. And uh, and so I think that's good. Are we set? Do we have anything else we want to say? I, I'm, I'm saying we're not getting rid of Chocolate Cake Day on January 27th. That mm. will um, I'm okay with that one. As a matter of fact, we should have the day off from work for that one. Yeah. Oh, and we're not getting for me and Dan. We're not getting rid of whatever National Popcorn Day is. Well, that one I just passed that one too. Um, that one is January nineteenth. Okay. And fri- February fifth is Work Naked Day. So, <laughs> well, okay. Is that the Naked Podcast Day? That, that's probably. it. 
February fifth is gonna be after work naked. So what day of the week is February fifth in twenty twenty two? There's a whole bunch of this is a silly it scares silly, me. Silly ones here. There's a pistachio day and it's a Saturday. Saturday. Hey. February 5th of 2022 is a Saturday. So work naked day all day on Saturday. I think we could do that. We'll podcast all day. It'll be frank. It'll be great. Yeah, there we go. I'll be naked under my clothes. <laughs> Underneath all these clothes I'm wearing, I'm completely naked. Ta-da. Okay. Um, um, so, hey, yeah. hey, um, so with that being said. Dan. <clears throat> oh, Dan. Oh, Chris. Hey, 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 Dan. Hey, Chris. Um, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. What, what you got? Hit it. Because this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you September 25th and 26th of 2021. Yay! Little sports experience in Gates. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week. Have a safe week, and we will talk to you again next week. Dun, dun, dun. dun.